It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and happy Friday. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. It's TurnQuest Friday and Karen Levine Friday. Uh, Karen Levine, one of my great valued partners, she is the award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance, is in studio. And Karen, I so appreciate it. You sponsor both the Kim Munson Show and our America's Veteran Stories with Kim Munson as well. It's great to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. It's another bright early morning. It, it That it is. And uh, this weekend, our guest on America's Veteran Stories is Marge Mazzillo, World War II Marine veteran, one of those first trailblazing women, as well as Paula Sarles. She is a Vietnam-era uh, Marine veteran, as well as a Gold Star wife. And she is really heading up this remodeling of the uh, Marine Memorial out in Golden, which you probably drive by because you're mm. out in that area quite a bit. So that is our show on Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. on KLZ 560 and KLZ 100.7 FM. Well, that sounds like it could be very informative. I think it'll be very, very interesting. And uh, welcome to the show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to each of you listeners. You're valued. You're treasured. You have a purpose. Strive for excellence. Live with intention. We were made for this time and strive for excellence and take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. And uh, thank you to this great team that I get to work with, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday, Steve. Thank you, and uh, looking forward to a weekend. Yes, I think we all are. <laughs> it's uh, There's so much going on out there. You know, Steve, we don't have... Um, a lack of things to talk about. So I guess that's something to be really grateful for, right? I, how many times you've raised that point, and my response is, we need a three-hour show Monday through <laughs> Friday to even scratch the surface, uh, you know, do a good job <laughs> at uh, covering everything that Patty gives us. Well, and we're going to figure something out here, because Patty... Uh, she aggregates so much important information. And you, as you know, I, I think many of you know, we are really upping our game both on our website and on our email service uh, for our newsletter. And I would love to figure out a way to have Patty's picks on there so that you can go and see what she is aggregating each week because we don't get through all that. But it's very thoughtful the way she goes through and pulls these different subjects in these, uh, these different headlines, Steve. Well, I like it for the perspective. I think her perspective is to draw information that's consumer-oriented, things that are not necessarily good news for consumers, but also from the political angle as well, things that are certainly not in our best interest. Well, and it's important to be informed so that we can engage in this battle of ideas that's raging out there. And Karen, one of the things we'll really be focusing on your industry in the second segment, but really being informed. I think you and I both were maybe doing a parallel journey as we were looking at public policy and what this was doing to housing and housing affordability. And I, um, I, whoops, I, I realized that, uh, 
being informed is really the first thing than being able to get your brain around these issues. Yeah, it's super important. And I think that um, it's sort of been a very slow process as we've seen public policy affect home ownership nationwide and particularly here in the Front Range. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll bite into that on uh, the second segment. I had a little adventure yesterday, Steve, which you helped me with. I went up to Boulder and did a podcast, a Sounding Off with uh, Kim Munson podcast, with uh, Dr. Professor John Eastman, Trump's attorney. And we just went through uh, his conversation with the president and Vice President Pence about what Pence could do on January 6th. So we, t- we talk about that January 4 meeting, we talk about what happened January 6th, him getting canceled by the University of Colorado. And it's, it's kind of no holes barred. And to my knowledge, there is no other interview in the country on this. He did write something for the uh, publication in the Claremont Institute. But my friends, I doubt that we're going to be able to really push this out on Facebook with what's going on. And, and, and I'm not, we're trying to figure out what to do about, about Facebook. But I would recommend uh, sign up for my weekly newsletter. You will see the link there. We will then have it on the website. But it will be something that we need to organically push out to our friends and our family because it is the honest account of what happened, Steve. And I know that you were working through things because the interview is a little over an hour, I think. But you got you heard a lot of it. I did. I mean, I was in and out the room, but every time I would come back into the studio – uh, was easily able to hear what you guys were talking about. And uh, it's it's not something that uh, people should uh, pass up. Uh, most definitely. You'll want to hear that. And As then, for uh, Facebook, though, yeah, I feel bad for all of us because we are obviously learning that uh, the First Amendment means nothing to Facebook. I know. And that's why we have to figure things out and, and we need to push this out organically, Karen. Most definitely. And um, when will that podcast be available on the website? It should be probably Sunday night. Excellent. It will be in the email newsletter that comes out on Sunday, and then it'll probably be Sunday night when that's on the website. And then it's there. It's there forever. Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to um, some friends on my way home from our evening last night, and um, I said, I don't know when it'll be available, but they're anxious to listen. Yeah. It's uh, it's very important. And we'll talk with Rick Turnquist in the third and fourth segment. He has written a really important piece, The Myth of Government Benevolence. And that is on the website right now. You can just go to my website. When you click on the pictures, it'll bring up the recaps, podcasts, op-eds, whatever that is. Uh, so big, big show plan for you today. We'll talk with Hal Van Herkey in just a couple of minutes, as well as Jace McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, at the bottom of the hour. And, of course, Hal Van Herkey is a... Uh, owner of a small business, Castlegate Knife and Tool. Let's uh, just run through here. First of all, the bill of the day is House Bill 211075. And House Bill HB means that's originating in the House. And SB would mean it originates in the Senate. So this is House Bill 21. It'll give you the year. And then it has the bill number. And this is 1,075. The sponsors of this are Representative Lantine and Senator Gonzalez. It's regarding the term illegal alien. And the bill summary is this. It says the bill replaces the term illegal alien with worker without authorization. 
as it relates to public contracts for services. And uh, words have meaning. And it's so interesting how the regressive activist left has been redefining words, redefining the narrative. And here we have a piece of legislation that is working to redefine the narrative, Steve. Well, you just said it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Words have meaning, and nausea is the first word that comes to <laughs> mind. <laughs> With all the things going on in this state, this is all they have to worry about. And can we not see through what's really going on here? I have been just shocked as we look at not only in Colorado, but on the national level. It seems that these uh, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties care more about people that are here illegally than the everyday hardworking American. It is just astounding to me. Karen, do you, what do you think about that? I think we see more and more of that every day. And I think what people don't understand is the burden, not only the time burden, but the cost burden falls on the small business person, the hardworking person, the American. And, um, and we're all trying to make people feel good, but I think us hard workers aren't feeling very good. <laughs> I, I would say that's the understatement of the day, Steve. What do you think? <laughs> well, I'm looking at the bigger picture. Can we, we know what the Biden administration wants to do with the southern border. There's threats about tearing down Trump's wall or at least putting big gaps in it. Can we see a script going out to all the blue states that says, you know, we need to juice up some things here that, that will... Uh, you know, go hand in hand with what we're planning on doing. And this is it. Right. The veil is off. This is not about compassion. This is about under undercutting our country. And and I'm sure all of you have connected this dot, but how is it that we have razor wire and a border around our capital? So it's Pelosi's fence, but yet the fence on the southern border to protect everyday hardworking people, they want to tear that down. So there's 75 to 80 million people that voted for President Trump. I think half the people that voted for George uh, or um, Joe Biden, now that they're starting to see what's really happening. I, Patty pulled a headline that progressives are even up in arms with what's going on. And, and so let's, let's get informed. And I know we've got to get our game plan. Mm -hmm. And we're working on that. But uh, we've got to get election integrity. We've got to understand these issues. We need to engage in conversation uh, with our friends and our family in this battle of ideas. And my friends, we are an independent voice. And how this independent voice stays on the air is, A, I, you that are contributing to the show, you can go to my website and contribute. Thank you. And then these amazing partners like Karen Levine uh, that I get to work with. And then I just get to work with so many great people. And on the line with me is one of my great partners, and that is Hal Van Herkey. He is the owner of Castlegate Knife and Tool. It's a family-owned business located right here in Sedalia, Colorado. And whether or not you are a chef or a collector or a sportsman, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. Hal Van Herkey, I so appreciate your partnership, both for the Kim Munson Show and also for America's Veteran Stories with Kim Munson. We've got another great interview this weekend, and really appreciate that, Hal. Well, thank you, Kim. We uh, appreciate you being part of it and uh, supporting all the things that you do. 
And there's a lot going on at Castlegate Knife and Tool. And just give us a quick update. I know that you're, you are bringing in some sharpening, which is, I would love that. Just tell us what's the latest at Castlegate Knife and Tool. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Well, we are still working on building out the sharpening program. We have all of our equipment on order. Some of it is specialized and takes quite a bit of time to get in. So we've got it all on order. It's starting to come in. We're building out our shop. I expect we'll have that completely up and taking orders in uh, within a couple of weeks. And uh, but, but the latest thing in the shop, you know, just on a regular basis, is we got a very nice uh, large order of uh, ProTech. Uh, knives in which are made 100% made in the U.S. out of uh, Los Angeles and these are really um, nicely done uh, side opening automatics that are made that are 100% U.S. made and uh, are really popular with our customers so it's ProTech knife out of Los Angeles and so sometimes hard to get them in but we have a huge selection of them right now. And are those on the website yet? Uh, They'll be going up on the website uh, throughout the day most of them are on already. Okay. And uh, okay. so the website's uh, castlegate.com, where you can meet us in the store downtown Sedalia at uh, 4050 Plum Street, right next to Bud's Bar. Right. Everybody knows where Bud's Bar is. <laughs> and and uh, you actually, because of our military and our veterans, our first responders, you do offer a discount to all of them on a regular basis. Yeah, we do. Um, we offer discounts to uh, veterans, first responders, of any type, um, every day, it's uh, typically a 10% off anything we have in the in the store. And I just have part of our way of giving back for the uh, commitment and the uh, courage and the sacrifice that they make. Oh, it's so important. And I so appreciate, again, your your uh, sponsorship, partnership of the the show, Hal Van Herky. And people can get more information at castlegate.com, castlegate.com. Thanks so much, Hal. Thank you, Kim. And we'll be right back with Karen Levine. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests as well as our most recent podcasts and most recent op-eds. going to be a great newsletter this weekend. We will have the uh, op-ed by Rick Turnquist, The Myth of Government Benevolence. We'll be talking with him in the third and fourth segment about that. And then also this very important uh, podcast that I recorded yesterday with Professor John Eastman, Trump's attorney, about uh, the meeting on January 4th between President Trump and uh, Vice President Pence, Pence's uh, um, Let's see, General Counsel, his Chief of Staff, and uh, Professor Eastman, just the five of them. And you'll get the look at what happened in that meeting, what happened on January 6th, and then also the canceling of Professor Eastman by uh, CU Boulder. Uh, Very important conversation, so be sure and sign up for that. In studio with me is Karen Levine. She's an award-winning realtor uh, with REMAX Alliance and and a great partner. We've been friends for many, many years. Actually, um, I was going to make a... A joke about uh, 
Steve's age, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's Friday, so you're being nice. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so, uh oh. I, I just went, <laughs> went quick. Did you do that? Who, me? <laughs> yeah. I think he cut my mic. <laughs> We look at these issues, Karen, as freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And if something is a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And socialism ultimately comes down to force. This conversation that we're going to have with Rick in the next segment is really important. So I was working on our inspiration or wisdom for the day. And I found this because we saw the ultimate in force, government force, with what happened in World War II with Hitler and the Nazis. And this quote came up by Viktor Frankl. He was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, author, and Holocaust survivor. Now, just think about that. Think about they take this guy and put him in a a POW camp. Unbelievable. He was the founder of Logotherapy, a school of psychotherapy, which describes a search for a life meaning as the central human motivational force. He was born in 1905. He died in 1997. This is what he said. We who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts, comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And Steve, as I looked at this, what took away you know, you know what put these people in these concentration camps, Steve? It was government. It was, and but yet it was not government that was benevolent. It was these men who walked through and gave away their last pieces of bread. It was the human connection. Steve, your comment, and then I'm going to have see what Karen thinks about it. It was government, yes, but it was an extreme ideology mm. that you know if you don't agree, you know we'll keep backing you into a corner and further and further to the point where we're actually going to put you in a special place that we built for you type of government. And do you know what what started all that, Steve? Uh, first of all, suppressing um, speech, suppressing freedom of thought, suppressing freedom of assembly, uh, assaulting private property rights. There does seem to be somewhat of a correlation going on here right now, Steve. And the connection to, to history. <clears throat> Excuse me. We know about Hitler's brown shirts and you know last summer we saw this movement we need to shut down the police we need to shut down the police well that was going on in Germany in 1930s Germany as well and why because they wanted the brown shirts to have all the authority you know that the police used to have Mm -hmm. so here we go well I thought it was an important quote and again it's that human connection which Karen Levine that I know that's something that's on your heart you do so much work by being on the national board of the uh, realtors i don't have that quite right how what's the title of it the national association of realtors there we go you're on that board yeah affecting policy uh, because i think you you've you and i both as i mentioned in the last segment we've been watching walking kind of parallel on this seeing policy that is starting to clamp down the opportunity for private home ownership and then we looked at the World Economic Forum. The last time you were in, we mm-hmm. went through that. And they want to get rid of private property. And and private property, it's been so inherent on the American idea. And so you're doing a lot of work there. I know you do a lot of volunteer work 
uh, with your church as well as with the Golden Re- uh, Golden Retriever Rescue mm-hmm. uh, Group. So anyway, I know that it's also important to you, and and you do it on a human level instead of looking to government to to handle all this. Well, and I think what happens over time. I had this thought um, this week, which we were discussing fees, you know, because they don't tax you; they fee you now because so, they don't want to ask you, right? <laughs> So we were discussing fees, and I made the comment, remember when, as as citizens, we could reach a conclusion, we could reach a solution together when our, in our neighborhoods, in our businesses, in our communities. Now we look to government to make the solution. And in doing that, we've done that over time more and more and more. And what we don't understand is each time we reach out to government for that assistance, one of our rights one of our freedoms are taken away. And so I just implore on your listeners that we think about the fact that it's important for us to make those decisions on our own. And when we employ government, it's going to cost us something. And generally not good. Opportunity, (laughs) freedom, money, all of those things. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the housing market here. I actually, I know people that are moving out of state. If you are considering moving out of state, maybe it's to be with children or whatever the reason, I would recommend that people reach out to you because this is a crazy market. It's a crazy market for a variety of reasons, but primarily we have a lack of inventory. And when you don't have inventory and you have a lot of people that would like to own homes in Colorado, it causes the prices to go up. Um, I would like to warn um, the listeners that if they're considering selling, um, because of this lack of inventory, what may happen to them is a knock on the door. And that knock on the door may be a fellow realtor or a fellow real estate professional that says they have a buyer for their home. And, um, hey, we can, we can you know, make it easy for you. You don't have to go through showings. You don't have to prepare your house to to go on the market, we just have a buyer in and they'll buy it for X price. But if that seller doesn't offer their home to the open market, in most cases, that seller may be losing opportunity because there is so much um, demand that if you don't expose the product for the demand, you might not see really the true price, the true value of your home. Okay, Karen, let's say somebody's been in their home for 30 years. And they haven't really updated it, upgraded it, and they're thinking, well, that sounds pretty attractive because I don't want to have to paint. I don't want to have to do the carpet. I don't want to have to stage my home. That sounds kind of good, but they really could be leaving money on the table. In most cases, quite a bit of money. Okay. And the nice thing is, is that I have partners in my business that we can bring in the painter, bring in the flooring person, and, and cause you less stress and net you more money and my less stress more money less stress i like that do you like that aren't those two pluses (laughs) yes they are (laughs) so i think that's a that's a advantage and yes it looks really good when you think oh i don't have people tromping through my house Mm -hmm. i don't have to prepare it's really easy just know that a lot of times if it's easy or too easy there's a there's a cost and that cost is usually in your pocketbook Okay, you just did mention one other thing about less stress, more money, and that you, I think it can be daunting. It's like, who would I call to paint? Who would I call to help me with this? You actually, you have a 
a group of, I mean, you've been in business for a long time, so you have trusted people that you could recommend. I do. I do. And I just had a client close, and they moved out of our area to be with grandkids. And I provided them the stager. I provided them the mover. I provided them the handyman to do some work. And at the closing table, they said, we felt this would be daunting, and you took care of it for us. And what a wonderful experience. And that's what I would like all my sellers to say. Well, I think they do, because you've been in business, award-winning realtor, for a long time. And so if you're selling your house, Karen Levine. Mm -hmm. If you're buying a house in this crazy market, you need Karen Levine. And if you're on a new build, you need to have you in that first appointment sitting on the side of the table as well so that you have a representative because of this hot market. Uh, you really need a representative on your side of the table. You really do. And especially because it's a seller's market, the seller is going to take you for all they can. And if you don't know what your options are, mm -hmm. you're at a disadvantage. Okay. So the idea is to get to a win-win. Yes. For everybody. Uh, Karen Levine, how can people reach you? Uh, they can reach me at my direct line slash cell phone, otherwise known as a mobile. 303 <laughs> <laughs> Eight seven 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 five one six. That's three zero three eight seven 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 five one six. Jason McBride, Senior VP with Presidential Wealth Management. It is a hot real estate market. Is it still a hot stock uh, stock market? Well, it certainly wasn't hot yesterday. Yesterday it was in hot water, Kim. Uh, a really rough day in the markets. Dow was down uh, about five hundred sixty points. NASDAQ also had a rough day down about 478. Uh, volume increased on both exchanges, so there, there was definitely some pretty good-sized institutional selling in there. Uh, we also saw NASDAQ close for the first time in a while below its 50-day moving average, which is you know, kind of a, an indicator of weakness. So all around, Kim, yeah, it was just a, a really nasty day in the markets, uh, they always got to try to find something to blame it on, and they, they blamed it on rising interest rates mm -hmm. yesterday that uh, might compete with if bond rates go higher, yields go higher, that would compete with the market. But, but who knows what the real reason was. Well, and when we get into an inflationary period, interest rates will go up. You and I have talked about it quite a bit about possibly moving some money to cash. Now, granted, the market, it sounds like they got knocked around yesterday, but it's still at, at, at highs. And if the institutions, they, they must be moving some money to cash, that seems like that may be a consideration. We're not giving any advice here on the radio, but people should reach out to you because if the market goes down and you've conserved that cash, well, then you can buy things at a lower price as well. So I'd recommend that people reach you, reach out to you, uh, you Jason, on that. Well, that could certainly help, and uh, we can help them put a plan together so they have a clear picture. Well, it's clear a picture of possible of things that are unpredictable for your future and retirement plan. But uh, for any of those reasons or other reasons that you may want to speak to us, just give us a call at 303-694-1600. Kim, that's 303-694-1600. Jason, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. 
All right. Bye-bye. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, it's TurnQuest Friday and Karen Levine Friday as well. (laughs) TurnQuest Friday. We will be talking with Rick TurnQuest about his very important op-ed, which is on my website, The Myth of Government Benevolence. We'll be right back. Controlling your own destiny. There are a lot of unknowns on the horizon with the new administration. Predovich and Company is here to help. Trusted professionals for all your bookkeeping, tax planning, and accounting needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich and Company. They've been helping her for years. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company works with clients from anywhere in the United States. Give them a call at 303-791-3000 to put Predovich and Company to work for you. Call 303-791-3000 today. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You will get first look at all of our upcoming guests, as well as our most recent op-eds, which Rick Turnquist has won there. It's, it is on the website right now, The Myth of Government Benevolence, and our most recent podcasts. And you will not want to miss the one that I recorded yesterday with Professor John Eastman, Trump's attorney. A very, very important. We are an independent voice, and I do thank each and every one of you when you go and contribute at our website to keep our voice out there, bringing forth these issues, looking for truth and clarity, and looking at issues as freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Karen Levine, REMAX Alliance, award-winning realtor, you've been a partner of the show for many years, and I so appreciate you and can highly recommend you. We've been friends for um, many, many years as well. And uh, people can reach you at 303-877-7516. Another one of my great partners is Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Colorado Springs, and Loveland. And of course, wings are their specialty. And their smoked wings are half the calories. And Karen, when the girls come over on Wednesday nights, I normally get the wings. And they they're gone. People love them. And this new one that I'm trying is the lemon rub on these smoked uh, ribs. And it's just mm. delicious. 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 And so they have all kinds of specials. You can find those on my website as well. Go to the sponsor tab. That clicks down and, and click on Hooters. It'll have everything for February. And, of course, we'll be updating March here this weekend. But uh, they have uh, to-go specials, lunch specials, kids eat free. There's a party pack to go, happy hour specials. It's been too long f- that we have not been getting together with friends and family. And so it makes it very easy. You can go to one of the restaurants or you can get some of these great to-go uh, to specials. And again, I so appreciate each and every one of these great sponsors. Karen, let's jump over here to Rick Turnquist. 
Yeah, let's hear what he has to share with us. So, Rick Turnquest, you're normally in studio on Turnquest Friday, but you're not. You're in Texas. Tell us, is there a mess in Texas? (laughs) (laughs) Well, good morning, Tim and Karen. Uh, Nice to be with you virtually uh, this morning. Um, I'm here in Texas to uh, basically get out of town for a weekend uh, with my girlfriend and also to uh, visit my sister who happens to live here and come to a warmer climate. It's not much warmer. It's uh, about going to be a high of 60 today, which uh, yesterday was a little bit was a little bit cool. I was glad we had brought our jackets. But uh, I've always had a soft spot for Texas in my heart because Texas still seems to adhere to the uh, values of the American founding and their legislature only meets every other year, which I think is a great, uh, great <laughs> yeah, thing. I think that's so, great. Uh, yeah, I wish uh, I wish our legislature in Colorado only met every other year. It would uh, it would be good for everyday hardworking people if they met uh, every other year or once every three years. At the rate we're going. What about are are you seeing damage uh, down in Texas because the wind turbines froze up and and both Republicans and. Democrats have moving to, been moving towards renewables in Texas. When we see what's happening in Texas from their energy source, I think we need to step back and say, mm, I'm not sure Colorado needs to really be moving towards renewables. Uh, and Excel is, well, there's a headline that it'll cost us $8 billion. Excel is going to charge us $8 billion for all these, re- these renewables. Are you seeing damage or what are you seeing down there, Rick? Well, um, I just know the experience of my sister who uh, she didn't lose power but apparently Austin lost uh, water for a period of time in some parts of the city so they they were uh, I don't know if they were able to use any water at all but they certainly couldn't take showers and stuff like that so it it's definitely a problem and the you know I've, I've tried to read it up, read up on this a little bit because the energy is energy industry is near and dear to my heart and it seems that the renewal, the uh, wind turbines weren't working because of the extreme cold down here. And the coal plants have all been taken offline because of the uh, myth of the uh, climate change thing. So it's, it's really a problem when you try to substitute so-called renewable energy uh, or substitute reliable uh, fossil fuel-based energy with uh, so-called renewable energy because fossil fuels are cheap and reliable. They need to be they need to be there to provide the base load. And if you want to fool around with uh, you know renewable sources of energy, that's fine. But it's not it's not going to be a replacement for fossil fuel-based energy. And in, in fact, in the United States, the last year I looked up uh, the statistics on the government website, EIA.gov, I believe it is, or org. Uh, Renewable energy, including geothermal uh, and hydropower, which isn't, you know, that's a larger category than just wind and solar, that only accounted for about 11% of our energy use in the United States. So it's it's just not realistic to think that we're going to replace fossil fuels with uh, so-called renewable energy anytime in the near future. Well, and Rick, to look at Colorado, to compare it to Texas... It, we're seeing policies and Xcel Energy working together. So big government and big business like each other. And my gosh, Xcel Energy and this Colorado legislature and governor, they are in love with each other right now. And they are working to fast track closing down our clean coal burning uh, energy plants. And uh, when we see what happens in Texas, 
we ought to say, hold on, wait a minute. But I just wanted to make a point. You said that um, there in Austin that people were not able to take showers. And I would uh, submit to you that that means that these renewable energy policies stink. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true, Kim. They do stink. And uh, I hope it's a wake-up call to the people of Texas and the the legislature here, which which is controlled by Republicans. So... As, as I believe I've said elsewhere, um, even Republicans can get it wrong from time to time. And the purpose of government isn't to regulate energy policy. The purpose of government is to protect life, liberty, and property. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. And to force companies to provide services to the market that may, be, may not be economical or even wanted is, is really kind of outside the bounds of what uh, limited government should do. So I hope that the people of Texas, uh, you know, view what happened in Austin recently as a wake-up call. And in fact, in uh, in the Midland Basin, in, in, in Midland, or in the Permian Basin in, in Midland, I believe, uh, you know, there was energy companies that were had crews out there working in, in sub-freezing weather to, to provide natural gas to the power plants so that the citizens of those cities could have heat and light. And uh, that's that's not going to happen with your frozen wind turbines and, and solar panels that are covered with snow. No, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. Let's go ahead, Rick, and jump over here to this important piece that you've written, The Myth of Government Benevolence. Um, and that is on the website right now. Um, where do you want to start? Well, it just struck me one day as I was thinking about what I was going to write about next that a lot of people, and we've been raised this way by our government indoctrination centers, I mean schools, uh, to believe that, that government is the, is the be-all, end-all, and, and you know, a force for good in our lives. And the people that founded this country had a very different view of government. And I kind of d- dug into the, the ideas behind uh, what Thomas Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. I have three quotes at the beginning. And, and the first one is, you know, a fictional character talking to another fictional character, but it's a line that sticks out in my mind and always has. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. And that, of course, is Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to Luke Skywalker outside of the spaceport. <laughs> but whenever I hear that line, I think of Washington. I know. <laughs> it has really become just a cesspool of corruption. And, you know, Donald Trump, bless his heart, he did the best he could in four years to to, you know, root out the swamp, but you have a permanent government bureaucracy there that composes millions of people, and uh, they have all these unconstitutional uh, agencies and organizations that have been set up by the progressives over the years that just don't belong anywhere in, in the constitutional government that our founders left us. And that's the that's the real government. They're unelected, they're unaccountable, they have vast power, they are paid very well, and that's what really needs to be rooted out is, is the uh, permanent government swamp, as it were. You know, Rick, also- on, on that point, I remember the first time I went back to Washington, D.C., I was just so excited that this this is... This is where it happened, freedom and, and you know, the museums, and you can see the Declaration of Independence. And I was just so excited because this was the founding of our country. And then I went back a few other times as I learned more and more about politics and bureau, bu- the bureaucracy. 
And each time I would go back, it's like, ugh. The last time I was back, it's like, I think I need to take a shower before I leave. And to that point, if I was in Austin during this whole freeze, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about Washington, D.C. I, I, I love the statues and the, and the memorials. I mean, the, the Washington Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial especially, the Declaration of Independence, as you say, and the Constitution. They're all, they're all precious things that, that uh, are are people are just methodically destroying and you know you talk about the colorado democrats they they really are bent on on following the example of failed states like california and even and even here in austin as we were driving up the highway yesterday i saw several large homeless camps along the highway and and austin is a, is a progressive city governed by progressives and the results of progressive governance are evident everywhere you look there's graffiti on, on buildings everywhere uh, through a certain part of the city. Uh, as I said, the homeless camps, uh, the energy policy that resulted in people not having the, the comforts of, of modern life. And, and this reminds me of a piece I wrote for your blog or your website last year, Kim, uh, The Pillars of Modern Life. And I encourage people to go read that because what we enjoy is the pinnacle of human civilization on this planet is made possible by three things, limited government, fossil fuels, and capitalism. And per, the regressive left, I hate calling them progressives because they really aren't. Uh, the regressive left is doing the best they can to, to chip away at all three and, and reduce us all to a state of misery where we're all equal and that we're all equally starving together. Well, and government, was it Jefferson who said that what government gives you, it can also take away? It was one of the founding fathers. And we are really seeing that these days. That's absolutely true, and it's it's ironic to me. You know, earlier in the show, you mentioned the defunding the police idea to to replace uh, lawful police with uh, brown shirt type thugs like Antifa and BLM who want to, you know, they're the true fascists because they want to suppress free speech and and squelch the opposition. But that's that's the whole idea behind what they're trying to do is is to take away our free speech and and squelch the opposition. Well, and you know what, Rick, let's go to break. When we come back, you try to address this big divide that is happening here in America. And I think it's really important that we delve into that a little bit. So let's go to break. In studio with me is Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance, great partner of, of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories. We're talking with Rick Turnquest. It is Turnquest Friday about his most recent op-ed, The Myth of Government Benevolence. We'll be right back. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3 
here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to each and every one of you uh, who contribute to keep our independent voice on the air. And uh, another way that happens is our great partners. And one of those is in studio with me. That's Karen Levine, award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. And Karen, you had a couple of comments here. First of all, you have a family member down in Texas. That What happened with them with these? Uh, uh, this- so they... Um- are southwest of the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the rural um, community, and they suffered 30-minute blackouts, rolling blackouts, for almost a week. So they'd have a half hour of electricity and then no electricity and a half hour, and that was their lifestyle. So they had to plan when to make coffee and then when (laughs) to make oatmeal, and um, it was quite a challenge. And now their fear is because... They didn't have fossil fuel readily available to Back this man- manage this situation. The cost of that is going to be maybe passed on to them. And they're scared to death that their XL energy bill is going to be thousands of dollars. Yeah, there was somebody who, who their electricity bill was $17,000. That's why reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy is Rick, you just said it before we went to break. Fossil fuels is one of the things that allows people to thrive and prosper. That's absolutely true. And Karen, you know, your point is very, very well taken because I saw you know news articles about people lighting fires in their living rooms uh, because they weren't able to, to access uh, heat, mm-hmm. you know, pro- provided by by fossil fuels. And and it's just part of the regressive thing. You know, they want us to live like cavemen. I mean, it's just. Everything that makes modern life what it is, and we should be so grateful that we live at the time of the, we're at the pinnacle of human civilization on this planet, and the, and it's made possible, as I say, by three things, and the left is doing everything they can to tear all three down, and it just, it's, it's when I talk about their goals being insane, I, I mean, I really believe they are detached from reality because they, they are trying to accomplish things that will result in human suffering and misery. And we should fight against them with tooth and nail uh, every day of our lives because we're fighting to preserve the good lives that we have that's made possible by the pillars of modern life. And those things don't know any descriptors. Uh, the, the regressive left is trying to divide people into groups where the American idea was about people with individuals. And I know, Karen, you were going to kind of set this up on this great divide here. Well, and I think Rick has really pointed it out is, and earlier in the show I commented about, we have become of the mindset that when there's a problem, we reach out to government, which is what they wanted us to do. That's why over time they've conditioned us to do that. And you discuss in your op-ed this great divide that occurred or is occurring, and I would love for you to elaborate on that. I think the listeners would appreciate hearing your thoughts. Well, thank you, Karen. And, and the idea is we, we have a the great divide is that we have a very fundamental disagreement over the proper role of government in our lives. And to those of us on the right, we believe that the proper role of government is to protect life, liberty, and property. And Jefferson wrote the words. It said he substituted property for the pursuit of happiness. But 
this all derives from the writings of English philosopher John Locke, and he he developed the idea that every every person is born with inalienable natural rights, and inalienable natural rights are rights that we possess by virtue of being human beings that are alive, and these rights can be neither taken or given away. Get, they can neither be given or taken away. And the most basic law of human nature is the preservation of ourselves and of mankind, and we have a right and a duty to protect our own lives. And property means more than simply tangible goods uh, that can be bought or sold. It also means the ownership of our own selves and our own minds and the products of our minds. So when Thomas Jefferson was writing the Declaration of Independence, he was drawing heavily on these ideas and preparing a document to justify the rebellion of the colonies against their lawful government, the tyrannical government of British King George III. And the natural, the Declaration of Independence lays out the moral reasons based on natural law for the colonies' rebellion against the crown and, and lists a series of grievances against the king. And our Constitution was based on the ideas in the Declaration of Independence, and it established a government that was based on limited powers, separation of duties, and as Tom Cranawitter brilliantly pointed out in his lectures on the uh, Federalist Papers uh, two years ago now, it was all designed to tamp down the passions of the people, and the government is originally designed, the only directly elected portion of the government was the House of Representatives. The Senate was, you know, senators were appointed by the states, Supreme Courts were appointed by, uh, by the president and confirmed by the Senate, and the president himself was elected, or herself, let's be uh, neutral here, uh, was appointed by the, the Electoral College, which was uh, appointed by the state legislature. So it was it was very carefully designed to to protect the, the rights of the minorities. And when I say minorities, I mean political minorities, not uh, racial or ethnic minorities, uh, which the left is all trying to divide us up based on, you know, s silly arbitrary distinctions. And so our government was designed to be a limited government with checks and balances. Uh, when I think of conservatism, I think of people like us who want to conserve the ideas of the founding and the Declaration of Independence. But the progressives have a completely different view of, of government. They believe that government should be all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful. Through the government indoctrination centers, I mean public schools, they have uh, conditioned generations of children uh, to believe that government is a force for good and in our lives and that whenever you have a problem you're going to go to the government to, to ask them to solve it and I, I think about the people that settled the settled the west settled the country you know they hacked their lives out of the wilderness and and you know had babies and, and buried loved ones along the way and they they fended for themselves they relied on themselves they were tough rugged individuals and they they built this country, and they didn't look to government to do anything except stay out of their way. And that's what we need to get back to, to really permit this country to flourish. Well, and that is, when you say conserve, and I've mentioned this to a number of people, and we talked earlier in the show about the battle of the narrative, the redefinition of words. 
Uh, our bill of the day is a bill, can you believe it, a piece of legislation, Rick Turnquist, that says the bill replaces the term illegal alien with worker without authorization as it relates to public contracts for services. They are always in this battle of the narrative. And there's been years and years and years where there's been this assault on the the term conservatives. And I think that what they've said is that conservatives want to tell you how to live your life. Conservatives, no. Conservatives want to conserve this idea of the founding, this idea that all men are created equal with these rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But those that have had that narrative and have said that it's conservatives that want to control your life, where we just really want to be able to have limited government and go after our hopes and dreams, we now see the veil is off. It is the uh, regressive progressives that want to control our lives and tell us what we can think, whether or not we can get together, that we have to wear masks to go out in public, fill in the blank. Uh, Isn't it ironic that they push this narrative on this word, but that is actually their agenda? That's a very good point, Kim. And when you were talking earlier, I was listening to the show, when you were talking earlier about that, I was reminded of the the piece I did um, on your website for... uh, talking about uh, Democrat newspeak, you know, in the, in the George Orwell 1984 piece. It, it was, uh, you know, the Ministry of, of Love was where they tortured people, and the Ministry of Peace was where they waged permanent war. Uh, Ministry of Truth was the propaganda organization of the, of the government in George Orwell's dystopian progressive universe. And it's absolutely true. They, they, they are the ones who, run, who want to run our lives. They want to tell us how to think and what we can do, and they they want us to embrace you know other people's lifestyles, whether we agree with them or not, and it's it's really it's really you're right. The veils are off, and and when you say words mean thing, I, I just I just smiled to myself because I've been saying that for years, and I've been writing about that for years. Words do mean things, and when you and they're very good at casting narratives and and everything they accuse us of doing they are guilty of when they talk about dark money they are the masters of dark money and i wrote another piece about that about the progressive infrastructure and the national progressive infrastructure that exists out there that most people don't have a clue about that and it all exists and they all work together to do one thing which is to keep democrats in power so they can continue enacting their regressive agenda Well, and you refer to a number of different op-eds that you've done, Rick, and people can go to my website and then in the little search bar, just put in your last name, Turnquist, T-U-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T, and they'll all come up so that people have those. And of course, we we didn't really mention uh, the visuals uh, that Zach normally puts together, and there's so many creative ones. Today's, I thought, was extremely powerful. And uh, because it went back to Lyndon Johnson, and, and it, it, I think that picture says a lot, the way he's just kind of uh, in um, the other gentleman's face. Uh, quick comment on that, Rick. Well, I, I, I really liked it, too, because it was, as Zach said in his email to us, you know, this is more about a national thing than, than specifically Colorado, so we didn't have an opportunity to poke fun at uh, Governor Polis. But uh, this picture of Lyndon Johnson in the other man's face is, is very apt, because Lyndon Johnson was the architect of the Great Society, which is in the second part of the op-ed, uh, as usual, we we're running out of time, but I talk about the idea of benevolent government, and I point out that government actually accomplished, often accomplishes the exact opposite mm-hmm. of what it was to do. And the war on poverty, you know, our government spent $22 trillion in this unconstitutional and, and morally unacceptable war on poverty. And 
not only have they not cured poverty, but it's, it's, it was falling before the war on poverty commenced. And since then, it's been in roughly about the 12 to 14 percent range, the poverty rate. But along the way, they've created all kinds of perverse incentives, disincentives, and created you know social pathologies that, that have led to a lot of what we saw about rioting in the streets last, last summer. And, and it's actually you know, done a lot to tear human life down, especially among certain you know, groups of citizens. So the idea of benevolent government is just is just ludicrous, and and even more, you know, government go, governments in the 20th century, not democratic governments, but governments still nonetheless are responsible for the murder of almost 300 million of their own citizens in accordance with their sovereign laws. And you sort of talked earlier about Nazi Germany, and and you know bigger bigger murderers were Joseph Stalin and, and Mao Zedong, who were and, and, and right. all of them share the you know, communist, communist socialist uh, belief system. So it's it's a real thing. It is a real thing. Rick Turnquist, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Kim. Okay, and uh, Karen Levine, it's always great to have you in studio. It's always an experience to be here. It is. <laughs> My friends, I want to make the point that war on poverty that Rick Turnquist was talking about, trillions of dollars, somebody got rich on that. Mm-hmm. Just chaw on that for a little bit. And uh, our quote for today is Viktor Frankl. He says, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. My friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. You are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.